Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. And as each of you know, we are in the book of Ruth. And for whatever reason, the Lord won't let me get past chapter two without sharing. There is, it's a short book, but there are some very insightful things. If we ever take the time to meditate, ponder, and to think about what God is sharing with us and what he's doing and what he's pointing out in our lives. You know, we talk about the word is alive and well, and it's applicable for today. And I want to talk about purpose and what's important about purpose in life. And it's so key that um, that everything that was created in the earth has a purpose. And before I get into the scripture on purpose, I want to just revisit the words that Ruth said in chapter one. And she stated in verse 16, chapter one, but Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. You know, when you hear those words, they're very strong, they're very powerful, and they're very purposeful. We live each day And we know from those words that she spoke that she had obviously observed Naomi's faith and had moved in it herself. And she knew her purpose. She wasn't focused on what she should be doing as a young, beautiful, single, or we call a widowed woman. She wasn't focused on earthly things that she should be seeking. She was focused on taking a stand for God had given her a purpose. And she knew that whatever God had for her was with Naomi. And so it is so important for us to know our purpose. We also know that obviously she had by watching Naomi developed her own relationship with God, that she had walked away from the Moabite traditions and ways and thoughts and had accepted the people of the Israelites as her people and that your God's my God. She's basically stood there and, and made her testimony, declared her purpose, declared what choice she was making in her life at this very moment. Nothing else mattered but her choice for God and Naomi. And so when I hear those words, I think of our purpose. Each of us, are we that convicted in our purpose? Or are we more convicted in our fleshly wants and desires? Do we focus on those more than hearing and activating and living out God's purpose for us. When I think about why we worry, why we fret, why is that? 
Is it not because we're focused on our pers- our own purpose, not God's purpose for us, but what we think our purpose should be? And as Christian women, we have got to get to the place where our relationship with God is the most important thing in our lives and comes first. It comes first before our husband. It comes first before our children. It comes first in our worship and in our own relationship. Because when we seek man for our relationship, when we seek someone else to fill that gap and to fill that loneliness, they will fail and they will leave us broken and lonely. People are lonely and they're married because you want something from a man that, or a woman or a family member that they can't give. That hole and that place of love and connection is only God can fill that. Why? He is your creator. He has the handbook for your life. He knows every integral portion of every DNA, of every ounce of your blood, of every hair on your head. He knows how it should be placed and how you should live. And so should we not take the position that we are going to to stand our ground and declare that we are going to seek our God until he gives us his answer and gives us our purpose. Why do we have confidence with purpose? Purpose, you can look at, you say, well, is it identity? Identity and purpose are two different things. Everything God has created on this earth has a purpose. It was birthed for a reason. Every animal, creature, crawling, or walking on two or four feet were created to bring productivity, to bring life, to enhance the inhabitant of this earth. You were created to bring forth a gift. There is nothing under the heaven and the earth that God did not give a purpose to. I don't care what your relatives have said about you, your church has said about you, your husband has said about you, or whatever your teacher has said about you. I want you to focus on what God has said about you. And you were created for purpose. You may say, well, Lisa, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, guess what? There are many people living out of the will of God, living out of their full potential. The only way you can get it is to know God. We talk about relationship all the time. But instead of you trying to figure out where you should work, where you should live, who you should marry, what your kids should do, just connect with God. And all of those answers will come to you. I promise you that. The word promises you that. I want you to to look at, even though we're in the book of Ruth, I want you to look at Galatians 1. I believe it's 16. Let me double check that for you. Make sure I'm giving you accurate information. Yes, it is. Galatians 1, 16. And it says, For in him all things were created. 
in him, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish, blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in this gospel. This is the gospel that you have heard that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have became a servant. So I sit here and I say, number one, the Lord created everything and he created everything with a purpose and you are part of that purpose. And you may be feeling like you don't, you know, this doesn't feel like a purpose. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel happy. Well, you know what? Every struggle, every persecution, every trial, you think about it, has been allowed to draw you to mimic the behavior of Christ. You see, we keep getting teachings that make us believe that in this life, everything is just going to work out hunky-dory once you say, oh, I, I know the Lord, I accept the Lord. Jesus, who was blemish-free, came. He felt everything that you are feeling right now, the Lord felt. Did he feel rejection? Did he feel abandonment? Did he feel persecuted? Did he feel lied? Did people lie on him? Did people spit on him? Did they slap him? Was he abused? Was he bloodied? Yes. And in that, he was still Christ. In that, he chose to endure because of his love. Now, the Lord for most of you, even though there are people in the world who are losing their life for the gospel, who are being bloodied, who are being persecuted, who are being executed, there are people today that are doing that for, that are living that in the gospel. The majority of us are not suffering in that way. And we still are not living to the full power that God for, has for us. We don't need a deeper level of persecution to come upon us for us to activate the power of God. But everything you've gone through, 
the Lord is, you can look at is refining, refining your goal, strengthening you. If everything in your life worked out, why would you need faith? If everything was easy, why would you need faith? Our goal is to have a relationship with God. When Ruth made the decision and stated that she was going with Naomi, she wasn't afraid of what was, hap- what was going to happen to her in the new land. She could be discriminated against for being a Moabite. She could have been, who knows, persecuted. She also, when you look in chapter two, she went in a field where men were in that field that could have raped her, that could have harmed her. Because how do we know that? Because what does Boaz do? Boaz instructs the men to make sure she's not touched. He also tells her to make sure she stays in his field and follows behind his women. Why? To keep her safe. She went there bold, bad, and beautiful to a new land to take care of Naomi, to be humble. She humbled herself and asked, could I please do this work? And then she worked hard that when Boaz even asked about her, they said, you know, she said, you know, can I please do this work? She's been working from sunup to sundown and has had very minimal breaks. So what did that already tell him about her, her character? He also learned what she did for Naomi. So what did this man find attractive about her outside of the fact? I'm sure she was fine and beautiful and she was young and he was older. But what he learned about her as a person, was as beautiful as she was on the outside. And so I ask you that when we look at this lesson, when we look at what our purpose is, are you operating in your purpose so that not only can you be, if you're single, you may want a man to see not only your beauty, but to see your character, to see the light of the Lord in you. But as a believer, our light should be shining that even if she was a married woman and he gave that description of her, that would be telling Boaz, wow, we've got a great worker here. We need to have in our workplace where we socialize and in our neighborhood to be known to have a good character. That whether you know that your purpose is to be an astronaut, your purpose to be a housewife, or your purpose to be an executive, the one purpose you do know is to serve God and to have a relationship with God. You start there before you try to conjure up all of what you desire for your life and dreams. The first thing you need to imagine and to empower yourself to do is to know the character of God and to know the character that you need to correct and to to melt away and to shed the, the shame and pain of your past. When you look at this chapter in Ruth, we don't hear, Ruth lost her husband. Ruth is depressed. Ruth is sitting around waiting for the Lord to bring her a husband. Ruth has no friends. We don't hear that. We hear Ruth declaring what she is going to do what she's going to do in faith, but what she's going to do based on her knowledge of what God has already shown her. 
that she is to care for Naomi. She is to love her family. She is to sacrifice and provide for Naomi. So I challenge you today, before you worry about the dreams of money and fine husband and fine cars and fine houses, what about a fine character? What about a fine relationship with Christ? What about a purpose that says, I am going to seek God, know God, believe God, trust God before any before I desire anything else? Because I promise you, if you take that step, you won't have to ask for anything else. Everything else the Lord will provide. Many times people will say to me, oh, Lisa, wow, you've got some great, awesome testimonies from the Lord. And, um, you know, maybe he's just doing that for you. No, I want to tell you that's a lie. The enemy will make you believe someone else is getting more blessings because God chose them to be blessed. No, because what you don't know is what that person is doing in their private time. People don't know the struggle I had 15 or 20 years ago or 12 years ago. And they don't know what I went through for 10 years, breaking down the walls of my hurt, my disappointment, my doubts, my fears, and the Lord refining and doing that work in me. And I stand before you today, and I'm still far from the work being finished. But I can tell you, The area, a huge area in my heart and a huge area in my soul was healed and transformed and renewed. And so when I go to think about worry, which, yes, it does occur, I have to check myself. And I'm asking you to check yourself because worry comes from believing God won't come through. Let's be honest. We worry about God not coming through. And the more you worry, the more anxious you are, the more doubt you have, the more fear you have. And the only way to close that gap is to connect with God and to cry out to God and say, Lord, forgive me for not believing. And, and, and tr- because worry puts you into trusting in yourself. Worry starts making you think of what you have to do. No. When you say, not by my will, but by his will, let this be done. It shall be done and then some for you. You need to trust God in all things. If you're struggling with your children, trust God. If you're struggling in your marriage, Trust God. I dare you to pray every day over your problem and not see it change. The people that I see that struggle, that say, oh, the Lord's not coming through. They're spending their time in doubt, worry, fear, and complaining and backbiting. Spend your time on your knees saying, Lord, I give this to you. Lord, my flesh is weak. I, I, I find myself worrying, concern, and be honest and transformative and watch the Lord shift you from worry to fearlessness. Watch the Lord take you from doubt to another level of faith. Watch the Lord shift and download into you the joy of the Lord.
in the midst of your struggle, you'll find yourself with a laugh. You'll find yourself at peace. You'll find yourself sleeping at night. I challenge you today to choose when you think of what Ruth lost, her home, her future wealth, and she didn't think about, I need to get another man. She thought about, I need to know this God and I need to provide support for Naomi. So you may know your purpose, but you need a closer walk with God. Sometimes the Lord shares purpose, but we don't move in it because we have doubts and we have fear. Heck, I did that. So I want you to, in your journal, to write what's your, what's your purpose. Write the things you believe your purpose. If you're unsure, write what you think it is and you pray to God and ask him to show you, to show you how to be more disciplined, more faithful uh, in a relationship. Because if you're faithful with God in a relationship, you're going to be an awesome future wife or current wife in your relationship. Because you'll learn to wait, you'll learn to listen, and you'll learn to seek peace in a relationship and not think that you have the answers and the solutions to every situation. Wait on Lord, the Lord, my sisters. Wait on the purpose for your life. And don't give in to worry, doubt, and fear. When you're in worry, you're not with the Lord. Think of it as that simple. When I'm worried, frustrated, and anxious, I am not with the Lord. And I need to disconnect, as I always say, ditch doubt as quickly as you can. And get yourself back on track. Until tomorrow, you be blessed. You be purposeful, you be powerful, you be blessed, be prayerful, and know most of all, you are daughter of the Most High God. Amen. Have a good day.